Bring me your tired, your stressed, your overwhelmed and anxious, yearning for some joy in life. It's time to go out and play. Welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Kara Stewart Fortier. This week, you're going to meet Kay Ross. Now, I met Kay through the Global Play Brigade community, and she lives in Hong Kong. So, of course, we had a really hard time trying to figure out our time zone so we could get together. But I'm so glad that we did. We finally made it work. And... I got to learn about Kay's playground of possibilities. Now I'm going to introduce you to Kay. Um, Kay believes that life is an improvisation game and a playground of possibilities. She's an improv performer and an implied improvisation trainer. We learned a little bit about that in previous episodes. It's a really interesting concept. She's also a body worker and healer and the head tour guide in the playground of possibilities. That's her project about guiding people to choose more joyful, resourceful thoughts beliefs and stories about themselves and the world and to take inspired action. You're going to hear a lot about that in this episode. She's also an editor, copywriter, and trainer about marketing marketing topics. Um, the common thread in all of the things that she does, and she's very much like me, has a lot of things that she can do and does do, um, it's storytelling. Kay is a storyteller. Um, she is an Australian. She's been living adventurously in Hong Kong for 27 years. And I also want to like just give you a little spoiler. I think this is pretty cool. We're going to talk about a card deck that she created called the Playground of Possibilities. That's how she does her thing. Um, they're not the kind of cards that predict the future. They're the kind of cards that help you create a future and see the possibilities you might not have imagined were possible. And I got to be a guinea pig toward the end of this episode, and I'm so glad that I did. It was It's an amazing experience. Um, you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Now, meet Kay. We connected over the word playground. Um, Indeed, yes. When I saw that your business and your podcast is called Playground, that immediately caught my attention because I use the word playground in one of my projects and um, I have a project called the playground of possibilities so I knew that we had to connect absolutely and that and that just that phrase right there just really caught me um, but the first thing you showed me though um, when I when I got to meet you was that you are a speaker and you do some pretty unconventional types of talks and when I think of TED talks I think of very serious you know or, or just talks in general, Ignite talks, anything, somebody in a suit, standing there with a clicker, being very serious and saying something very profound. Um, but your talks made me smile. They made me laugh. I like, I, like usually I'll like kind of listen to a talk while I'm, you know, some, while I'm doing like cooking or something like that. But with your talks, I just had to sit there and watch. I just couldn't look away. It was so fun to watch. Oh, you. What a fabulous testimonial. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about... Um, just you and how you became a performer. You're, you do improv storytelling. Tell me a little about you and how you came to be the K that has the playground of possibilities. Hmm. Long story, <laughs> long life so far. Um, well, I got first involved in theater when I was in secondary school. Uh, and, and in public speaking as well, I was a member of the debating team and, uh, and I was a member of a, a youth theatre group, not, not 
at school, but outside of school, I was a member of a youth theatre group for most of my teens. Um, when I grew up, lived in Adelaide in Australia. In my final year of high school, I was um, uh, Lady Bracknell in a production of The Importance of Being Earnest. Nice. I was in a girls' high school and we partnered up with the local boys' high school, our <laughs> brother's school, and um, so I was in The Importance of Being Earnest. Um, so I've been involved in theatre ever since, uh, a lot of amateur theatre stuff, um, um, straight theatre, musical theatre, um, and I just, keep, I just keep doing it because I love it. Um, and then uh, here in Hong Kong, I moved here to Hong Kong in 1993. So my 27th anniversary in Hong Kong was just a couple of days ago. Um, and so I've been involved in English language amateur theatre here and singing in a women's choir for a while. And I then I did... I uh, did stand-up comedy for a while, for about four years. And while I was doing that, I also started learning about and doing and practising and uh, with, a, with a, a local English language improv team here and eventually joined the team. They invited me to join them. Um, this was People's Liberation Improv. And <laughs> so that was that's about uh, 12 years ago now. Um, unfortunately, we haven't performed for like since January, I think. Um, yeah, so I really, really yeah. miss that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. funny. I would actually promise myself in January of this year, I'm going to get back into improv and get back into theater and just in time for everything to shut down. But I did meet all of you and mm -hmm. I find myself doing improv into a Zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I've done many of those over the past few <laughs> months and, and many amazing people like you around the world that I probably would not have met otherwise. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what's been so exciting about it. And the reason why I love your story so much is because I feel like the thing that kept standing out was you just never stopped doing what you love. And that's just, that's, yeah. that's I mean, not super common. And I really miss going to see live theater. Yeah, me too. Performing, but I miss mm -hmm. going to see live theater because just that experience of being in the room, of being with a group of people. Yeah. And, um, feeling the energy of the whole room and the, the connection between the audience and the performers is, is magic. It really yeah. is. And the whole yeah. idea of like, like we start to, once we get into our regular jobs, you know, we get into our maybe our late twenties, early thirties or whenever, whenever it starts for a lot of people, those are the first things to go. And I feel like for people in the performing arts, it gets harder and harder because it's harder to keep ensembles together if you're not having practice times and all that stuff. But you kept going yeah. even on your own doing stand up and all that kind of stuff. I really <laughs> just think that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, and you asked me as well about the my public speaking. Is yeah. That right? yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, yes, I well, I've been a corporate trainer for a long time. So I'm used to being in front of an audience, mm -hmm. and, you know, training, speaking, you could call that performing. Yes. Like in what kind of stuff did you do trainings on? Just out of um, Marketing specifically. Marketing? Okay. I'm a, my marketing, my professional background was, has been in marketing. So I would teach courses about, you know, marketing 101, <laughs> how to write effective marketing content. Um, I taught one, <clears throat> one semester, about um, um, copywriting, um, effective marketing, content writing. <clears throat> um, 
as a visiting lecturer at oh. a university here in Hong Kong. Just <laughs> um, and uh, so, but corporate courses about um, business storytelling, how to use true stories in your marketing content. Um, so I'm used to training. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I had the opportunity a couple of years ago, I was invited to do a TEDx talk, which you know, had been a, a, a goal of, of yeah. mine for a long time. It's one and of everybody, mine. Everybody wants to do a TEDx talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, a group of students at a local university here were organising a TEDx event and their theme was unscripted. Ah. Unscripted. Uh, and they contacted me and said, oh, you know, we found you online and, you know, we want you to be one of the speakers. I didn't even have to audition. Um, so I gave a talk about uh, improv, improvisation, and my concept of the playground of possibilities as well. So, like, there were, I explained that those are, like, my my mantras about life, I guess, that life is an improvisation game mm-hmm. and life is a playground of possibilities. Mm-hmm. So I had, that was a fantastic um, experience. And then since then I've done... Um, uh, a pechuk chuck talk. Yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce that word. Yeah, I think it's pronounced. It's a Japanese word. It means chit chat, and it's. I think it's pronounced pechakcha. Pechakcha. Mm-hmm. It's very similar uh, to ignite talks in in a lot of way for people who. Yes, might. I think there's similar formats around mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. this is a, a format that is used in many cities around the world. Yeah. Um, and um, a friend of mine here was organising one. And it's a format where the speaker prepares their own slide deck of 20 slides. It has to be exactly 20 slides. Mm-hmm. And then on the night, the slides advance automatically. So the speaker <laughs> doesn't have a clicker. The speaker doesn't control that. Um, so it's 20 slides times 20 seconds each. And uh, I spoke about again, about how life is an improvisation game, how the the principles and mindset of improvisation that improvisers use on stage to do what they do without a script are actually applicable off stage as well in Mm -hmm. life and business. Um, And then more recently, just a couple of, just a month or so ago, I was invited to do a a PowerPoint karaoke, PowerPoint karaoke. Is another public speaking format. Okay, I have to learn this one too. And in many cities around the world, where um, the speaker doesn't prepare any slides in advance, they don't get to see the slides in advance. It's an improvisational thing, um, and you get given your topic on like on the night, and um, the slides are. This one was ten slides times thirty seconds each. So, again, the speaker doesn't control the, the speed of the slides. Mm-hmm. Um, and my topic was, uh, this was this was all done online, of course, because it was only just a, a, a month or so ago. Um, and my topic was that I was, um, or the setup was that I was a cult leader trying to recruit new members. <laughs> so speak, speaking to potential new members. Um, and that was great fun too, Yeah. Oh my goodness, that does sound uh, like a lot of fun. <laughs> oftentimes, when I perform, like improv or anything like that, or stand stand up and improv, people would come up to me afterwards and say, "Ooh, ooh, that's really scary. I could never do that." 
And I think, well, no, I don't find it scary at all because, you know, I've been doing public speaking and performing since I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. There's other things in life that scare me, but not <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's just interesting that because life as an improvisation game really leads into your cards and mm-hmm. your cards are something I absolutely love. And I think before we talk about your cards, I kind of want to talk a little bit about improv really quick, just yeah. to kind of touch on like maybe some people have been to a show where there's like something that's asked of the audience, like give us a word, give us a person, place or thing. It's like a Mad Libs at the beginning where you're like saying all yeah. these things. And then the actors get so this is more important performance improv we've talked a lot on pl- on playgrounding about applied improvisation and how it's used in like therapeutic settings that kind of thing um this is like your performance type but that's the kind i remember that's the kind i did when you know back in the day but yeah. what i love about your cards is when i really sat down to think about it i was like when you're an actor up there and you get that that suggestion and you have to say yes to it you now your job is to take your imagination and create a scenario where all of these things are the case and then live in that scenario. And so I want to kind of get into like, so life as an improvisation game meets your card deck, which we're going to talk about. I'd love to Mm -hmm. now, but like, so kind of talk about like how these cards came about. Mm. Okay. Well, for a long time, since I was about 30, I think I I've been interested in and passionate about uh, personal development and healing mm-hmm. and spirituality. Um, and I trained, one of the things I did was I trained in a, a hands-on energy work, body work method, methodology called body harmony, mm-hmm. which is all about the energy in your body. And it's, it's not massage, it's not Reiki, but it's, it's energy work. It's all, all kinds of body workers to do, to do with energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Body harmony is is about how your thoughts and beliefs, everything that's ever happened to you, your history, is stored in and expressed through your physical body. It's still in there. Yep. Um, and you know, some of it is useful, and some of it is maybe not so useful. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a process for unwinding, bringing your attention to what's going on in your body now. And, and unwinding any blockages or tightness or tension or pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, in your physical body. It, it's an amazing process. Um, mm. uh, so that probably influenced me as well in, in the idea of coming up with the card deck. But what happened was one day in... August 2013, I was sitting on my living room couch and suddenly out of the blue, this phrase popped into my head, the playground of possibilities. And I thought, oh, oh, where, where, where did that come from? Hmm. And I really liked it because of the alliteration, the playground of possibilities. And um, I thought to myself, hmm, yes, life is a playground of possibilities mm-hmm. because the universe is constantly offering us possibilities, opportunities, adventures, challenges. And then I thought to myself, well, okay, so what's stopping us from accepting and acting on these, all of these possibilities that are open to us? It's our thoughts and beliefs and stories that we have about ourselves and the world. Um, 
that might not be terribly resourceful, useful, helpful. Yeah, yeah. True, <laughs> but we believe them because maybe we've heard them and said them to ourselves a million times from childhood. Um, and I've been fascinated by psychology for a long time anyway. I think that's partly why I got into the marketing field because I'm fascinated by why people behave the way they do. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Um, so then I thought, okay, what immediately occurred to me, I was still sitting on my living room couch. What immediately occurred to me was <clears throat> I want to make a deck of cards with 52 questions for people to ask themselves, to prompt them and prod them perhaps a little bit ooh, ooh, on, a, on a tender spot <laughs> yeah. to, to transform that old, let go of that old limiting, unloving, critical thought or belief or story about themselves or maybe <clears throat> a story about the world, like, you know, the world is not a safe place to be. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, whatever story they have about life and the world. Absolutely. Um, so to, to let go of that old one, and choose a more useful, resourceful, joyful thought or belief or story about themselves in the world. Yeah. And then most importantly, it's not just, oh, think happy, positive, you know, nice no. thought. La, yeah, la, that's la, different. That's, that's not, yeah. <laughs> that does not work. <laughs> it's about them taking action in the world, putting that into action in the world and improvising a new way of being. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the the part that sounds so impossible when you're in the middle of it, especially if you really are struggling with something and with the stories we've been telling ourselves for our entire lives that get baked in, you know, Mm. it gets so hard to do that. But like, but we can like our imaginations were so would run so wild when we were kids. And that's that's another thing that's easy to forget about when we're grownups, because we use our imaginations to think of all the horrible, scary things out there. Mm. We're running, you know, worst case scenarios constantly that some of us who deal with anxiety a lot. Um, And so it just I really had not made the connection because when I heard your cards for the first time, when you showed me your cards, I'm like, those are big asks. Those are tall, tall, you know, Those are things that like one of even one of your cards would be like a year of therapy, you know, kind of thing. Like when I first saw them and I thought, I'm like, wait, no, the whole idea, because it took me a while later and it was after we got off the phone or off the Zoom that time where I was like, no, wait, she was she was inspired by improv. And so you don't have to like if if you're if your suggestion is a rutabaga and you're supposed to do a scene around a vegetable, you don't actually have a rutabaga there. You just imagine what it would be like to. I don't know what you're going to do with the rutabaga and why that word yeah. just came to my mind. Yeah. But it's like when I looked at those cards, when I thought, rethought about those cards in the light of, of improv, I was like, oh, we pretend. Yes. And, and that, that our brains yeah. don't know the difference between real and what we're kind of expressing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. 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 We can create that um, reality. We can create. Yes. <laughs> And it it takes a lot of repetition. I mean, if the old thought has been in there for like Mm -hmm. 20, 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to take a while to build some new neural pathways um, and and practicing a new behavior Mm -hmm. so that the new one becomes the habit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, so again, on this, the same day, Mm -hmm. Uh, sitting on my living room couch, I immediately was inspired to grab pen and paper and start writing down, taking like 
you know, dictation from the universe, yeah. writing down lots and lots of questions. And the way I decided to format the questions was that every question starts with the phrase to ask yourself, what would be possible for me if I did something? Yeah. So what positive results would be possible for me if I did something? And it's about my own thinking and behaviour, not not my boss, not my significant other, not my mother, not the government, <laughs> yeah. but, but me, my mm-hmm. behaviour that I'm responsible for and I have control over. Um, so every question starts with the phrase, what would be possible for me if I? And some of them, there are a couple of them that are about play and improvisation. There's some that are about your body, not just so it's not just a head thing, it's it's the, the energy oh, of yeah. your whole body, how you live in your whole body. Um, a couple of them might be considered sort of spiritual, um, but certainly not all of them. Some of them are about really practical things about life, like what would be possible for me if I healed my relationship with money? Um, what would be possible for me if I took the first step? Um, so, yeah, a variety of different kinds of questions to ask yourself. And what I like about them is it's not it's not a tarot deck. It's not a fortune-telling deck. It's not telling you what's going to happen. Um, it's, it's just questions to get you pondering and thinking, hmm, yeah, <laughs> what would happen if? And I like the what-if question because that's the archetypical storytelling question. Yep. Yeah, it's a storytelling exercise. Yeah, um, and it's yeah. just like it's just like an improv because you don't know what those random strangers are going to call out from the audience that you have to yeah. do something with. So if, if you're just picking a card out of a deck, you have no uh-huh. idea what it's going to be today. Yeah, and, and yeah. Okay, so the way the way I I invite people to to use them is oh I should perhaps explain there's one tip missing in all of this is that okay. after I thought all of that good stuff. I did a lot of research and procrastinating and more research <laughs> about hard decks and then I have more research about crowdfunding and then I eventually did a crowdfunding campaign to get the first print run printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so the way I suggest that people use the deck is, uh, again, it's not a fortune-telling thing, so it's not like what's going to happen to me, mm-hmm. God or whoever you talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh and it's not um, like asking, should I, should I take that job or should I quit my job or should I marry John or whatever. Um, it's just a question for you to ask yourself. Um, so what I suggest to people is that they think of an issue that's going on in their life or maybe a longstanding habit that they've had in life mm-hmm. or an issue, an issue that's going on in their life right now Um and then they shuffle the deck or if I'm with them, I shuffle or like online, I can shuffle the deck on their behalf and up will pop a question. Mm-hmm. One card seems to stick up or stick to my fingers or just grab my attention somehow and up will pop a question and I'll ask them the question, read out the question for them. And then their invitation is to think about, well, okay, how does that question relate to the topic or issue habit that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully they take action on that. Um, yeah. and, and what I love is 
almost invariably when I do that process with people, maybe it could be in a group of people or one-on-one. Yeah. When, or they, they, if it's in a group, then they shuffle the deck themselves and pick a card and almost invariably they'll say, oh, that's the perfect question for me right now. (laughs) No, I trust that. I trust the process. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Oh, I, and I, I really love, I really love that because and also like if you're in the middle of a, maybe an anxiety attack or you just can't seem mm-hmm. to break through, through something, you know, just pulling something like that out. Mm-hmm. If you really allow yourself to like sit with the answers, with the possibilities that what would be yes. possible if, yes. you know, our brains do calm down. They are therapists always say, um, think back to a memory of a time when you were happy. And because your brain doesn't, your body and your brain doesn't know the difference between what's happening now and what you're imagining. And so what you're doing is if you, even if you can't find a memory or something, you're just pretending in your mind that Mm -hmm. these things are true and you can talk yourself down. (laughs) And this Mm -hmm. is just one of many ways. Everybody finds their own ways, but I think this is really brilliant. And I think when you, when you ask yourself that question, what if, what would be possible if, your brain can't help but start thinking of the answer. Yep, exactly. Because the brain is a storytelling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we were going to pick a card um, now. um, Do you you want me, are people going to see this or is this only a... It's, it's, we can, we can do it either way. I can just make it verbal, but I have the video running. Show people what it looks like. Oh yeah. A chance to, if they get a chance to see it. So this, that's the card deck or this is, this is the box. So cute. I love it. This is, that's a drawing of me sitting on a swing. (laughs) A a rainbow. Based on a photograph of me on a swing in a playground in Byron Bay in Australia. I love Um, it. I drew that myself and it's 52 cards, uh-huh. uh, 52 different questions with the same phrase, what would be possible for me if I. Mm-hmm. So I've picked, uh, just for as an example, I've picked out some of the cards that I think are specifically relevant to our idea of the playground mm-hmm. and about conversation as well. So yeah, on this one it says, what would be possible for me if I improvised more joyful, resourceful, more joyful, more resourceful ways of being? Oh. And then there's this one. What would be possible for me if I stepped courageously into the unknown and improvised? <laughs> you know, if we're stepping into the unknown, we can't help but improvise. Yeah. There's no yeah. script. So no we script. have to. Yes. <laughs> Which is why most what, people stay away from the unknown. Um, what would be oh. possible for me if I allowed myself to have fun? Ouch. Yes. Yes. Oh. And another one. What would be possible for me if I lived life playfully? That's oh, yeah. so awesome. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny because just a, a recent episode, we had a gentleman who, uh, Gary Ware, who does recess yes. and he, and he told the story of Gary. a woman. Oh, you know, Gary, of course, of yes, course yes. you do. It's a very small applied, world. We met at an applied improvisation network conference in Montreal. Oh well, we did my gosh. Online before that. And then we met in person at oh. the conference in Montreal. Oh, I'm just so thrilled to have met him. He's, and he, he tells the story of a woman who didn't go, who was like, I can't go to this recess thing with you. I have a deadline. I'm going to be up uh-huh. all night. You know, I'm so sorry. But and he's like, did you eat today? And all this stuff. And he invited her and she came to this recess thing just to get a snack, to say hi, because it was near her work, so like whatever. And she ended up staying and playing. 
uh-huh. getting a good night's sleep and what she thought was going to take her all night took only two hours. Wow. And it's yeah. funny because like those are the kinds of examples because I wouldn't believe you if, if, if when you say what would be possible for me if I lived life playful, playfully or mm-hmm. allowed myself to have fun. I think like if you'd asked me a few years ago, I'd have just been like, that's sweet. And I wouldn't have yeah. thought about it again. But yeah. like hearing stories like that and having experiences yeah. of my own, the harder yeah. I push sometimes, the slower I move and the less I get done. Yeah. But that living life playfully, there are possibilities. Like yes. I don't think that woman in that moment before that would have been like, if I let myself go to this recess event with Gary, I'm going to get this done in record time and get a good night's sleep. No. That would not have occurred to her. No. Because, life, because life is serious. Oh, yes. Mm. Because yes. we have to work first and do our fun stuff later. But that's mm. a sad recipe in today's mm. world. <laughs> because that means we'll never, ever do anything fun. Wow. So, so would you like to? Sure. Okay. So, since I've got the card deck here, okay. I'm going to do this on your behalf. So, can you tell me just mm-hmm. however much you're willing to say on a okay. podcast? Is there a particular issue or challenge or anything going on in your life at the moment that that um, is causing you some pain, discomfort, worry? Yes. <laughs> whatever you're willing to share, just whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um. I just, am. Just in a, you know, a very brief statement. No, we don't need the whole history and backstory of it. Yeah. No, it's hard to even. Um. I found something I need to get help for that I'm finding it difficult following through on it. Okay. Something therapy wise that I need to, to do. Help on that you you're finding it difficult to what was it? Difficult to move to forward with the process. It just sounds really scary move, and I move yeah. Forward. Uh-huh. Okay. Like going so, to the dentist but for your brain. Yes. Okay. So something that you know you want and need to do mm-hmm. and yet somehow you're finding it difficult to go ahead and do it. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So, okay. So what I'm going to do is first of all, I tap, tap, tap three times on the okay. deck with my, with the card in my non-dominant hand. And that's just an energetic process to clear the energy from the previous time. <laughs> and I'm just going <sighs> to, okay. So I'm doing this on behalf of Kara. Okay. And I'm just going to shuffle the deck, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Oh, oh, this one seems to be sticking up. Okay. Oh, this Uh-oh. is interesting. Uh-oh. This is interesting. Now, this, this I should explain that this one was written before COVID. Okay. okay. What would be possible for me if I took off my mask? <laughs> Meaning your metaphorical mask. Your metaphorical mask. Well, not the one at the grocery store for sure, but oh man, ouch. So now I invite you to ask yourself, say this question to yourself out loud. (sighs) What would be possible for me if I took off my mask? How does this, how does this apply to the situation that you're talking about? Or if, if it does, yeah. Like a lot of people with issues that they need to deal with, Mm -hmm. I have found myself having buried something very, very deep uh-huh. that was, I'm seeing it now going, oh man. So that's what's been going on all this time. So that's been that pain that's been going, you know, uh-huh. but uh-huh. It, but I'm a preacher's kid and I've always been very yes. much like, you know, let's just, everything's fine. Everything's cool. And I've, I'm very good yes. at that. And I think I've, all, I've, all I've ever wanted was to just be 
myself and to be able to say my piece and to feel my feelings and just mm -hmm. be something that wasn't under a micro microscope. So of course I put myself on a podcast, but I could, if I could take off my mask, I think I could be a lot more. I think I could, I don't know how to say this. I'm going to edit like at least to like for the silence, but if I could not be wearing this mask, I feel like I could honor myself more, honor my own feelings, honor my own thoughts and opinions. Um, I wouldn't censor myself so much. I would, and I don't think that means that means I'm going to be a jerk to people. It just means I'm going to not take as much crap and yeah. be more yeah. real in the world. And that's all I really want. What? Just the oh, idea okay. of that sounds like heaven to me right now. Like it's all I've ever wanted, but I never thought it would be possible. Wow. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you. So, weird. Weird. Sorry. <laughs> that no, question of all of them. Not at all. No. Yeah. So now um, you have the opportunity to, you know, ponder that some more and think yeah. about what, okay, how you've identified some things that you would like. Mm -hmm. that, um, uh, you have the opportunity now to take action on some of those things and actually experiment with them, improvise with them and, mm -hmm. and um, see what you, what results you get. You and, know, it's interesting because uh, I, I asked the therapist I was speaking to about this thing and I just said, do I really have to do this? This sounds hard. You know, it's like getting a root canal, like mm -hmm. this is going to be hard. This is going to be painful. Should I do this? And she yeah. said, you know, you have to heal all the way and all that stuff. And so mm -hmm. just thinking about making this phone call to like get this process started ah. before you asked me this question, all I was thinking about was like the step of making the phone call and then going through the work and doing all this stuff. But what you did was you skipped my, you used my imagination to help me skip over all of that and think what it could be on the other side. Yes. Well, and I honestly think making that phone call will be a lot easier because of what we just yeah. did. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it seems like everything that you, you were thinking about is how hard it's going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of that, well, how can I make it easy? Mm -hmm. Um. And, and yes, thinking about the positive results mm -hmm. would be possible mm -hmm. gives you more motivation to do it. Absolutely. If yeah. I can make a scene out of a rutabaga, then I can imagine yeah. me on the other side of all of this. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. It's strange yeah. because those are skills that, you know, you get in this thing, people roll their eyes at the idea of somebody doing, going to somebody's improv troupe. Like in LA, it's just kind of a joke, right? Mm -hmm. But honestly, improv is really powerful <laughs> I didn't think it's of it so that many, way so many things about it that I love I mean it's not it's not about telling jokes and being funny oh no, no. It, it can be very funny yeah but that's that's not necessarily our intention no when we start a scene the intention is to have a interesting believable scene between some characters um and it might be funny <laughs> and it might not, and that's okay. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not. It's not about telling jokes. I mean, I used to be a stand-up comedian. That's that's about telling jokes. Yeah, yeah. You write them, you script them, you rehearse them very carefully, and you repeat the same content over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but improv is completely different, and I like improv because it's a team sport. We're yes. supporting each other, yeah. and we're like, as you said, in improv, we we yes and each other. We mm -hmm. we accept the reality of the scene that we're creating, 
and we're building on it, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, so there's so many things, so many good skills that we learn in improv, like really, really listening to each other because there's no script. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen next. So we'll really have to listen to what our scene partner just said so that we can build on it. Um, and we have to have the courage to just step into the unknown and take yeah. action. And when it really comes down to it, which was something we said right at the beginning was stepping into the unknown. You know, we think we're not stepping into the unknown by continuing to play a story over and over and over and over again. Like we turn what we know into a script and we just stay there because we know it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. doesn't mean yeah. it's actually safe. It yeah. just means we know it. Yeah. And, like and maybe, maybe if you have the same argument with your husband. Oh, moment. yeah. But yeah. every day we step into the unknown and we can either write a new script and be or, or or we can allow ourselves to not have a script at all and just yeah. let the day unfold and yeah. live that way every day. And it's a lot more fun to, to do it this way, I think, than talking about mindfulness and flowy robes and stacking rocks. Not yeah. that those are bad things. It's just kind of not my favorite thing. So this but is it's, a, okay. it's about being comfortable with mm-hmm. The fact that life is uncertain. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen next. So being comfortable with that, being comfortable with change yeah. and, and and risk and failure. Yep. And and, and just the uncertainty of, of what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And yet we still take action. We step into the, the unknown. Yep. And that every and, single thing we get is an offer. And if somebody told yeah. me to do a scene with this like weird little inflatable cat thing. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do an improv scene with it. And I decided this little cat is a monster. It's a horrifying, you know, creature that's going to hurt me and it's awful. And, or I could just imagine this little cat is amazing. It's a little angel and it's going to, you know, a lot of the things around us in the world, we make it up just like somebody makes up something in an improv scene. Um, And we can decide whether we're going to see it as something positive or negative. Um, And before it even unfolds and we get to influence that. I mean, oh my goodness, that just gets into a whole nother level of stuff. But anyway, it's just, thank you yeah. so much for creating and these we, cards. We make, up, we make up stories about we do. Like, you know, I, maybe I've got um, an important meeting coming up with the boss <laughs> or, or a, a first date with a hot guy. Uh-huh. And I'm already making up stories in my head and rehearsing what <laughs> I'm going to say, what he's going to say. Yeah. 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 Instead of just going into it with an open heart and an open mind and yep. and and improvising every step of the way. And yeah. I just had a friend yesterday was talking to me up. She's she's single and dating. And I, I remember that process. This is a perfect example. This is a concrete real world thing that a lot of people go through. It's like I've never I, I haven't had a good first second date in a really long time. And so she's scared. So the script of her past dates are she's she's already starting the script. She's gone back to page one of this script. And I just kind of told her, I'm like, the weird part for me meeting my my husband was that it totally threw me off the script. Like the 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 record scratch noise happened and I was like, yeah. and suddenly nothing quite went the way that it was going to. And of course I stopped and was like, oh no, my script, it's going to go horribly. And I'm going to, this is going to all fall apart. I better watch myself. But the problem was that was three months in and, and everything's going wonderfully. And I finally just had to go, okay, I'm going to let go and move forward with this. And that was the best decision I ever made in my life. But that can be about anything in our lives, our work. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to live by all those old scripts. And of course, for some of us, it's going to take a lot of 
work. <laughs> maybe, maybe making a phone call like the one I'm going to need to make soon. And so, yeah, it's, it's, this is a really powerful kind of work we're doing. This is not frivolous, playful nonsense, even though that is also amazing, but the yeah. kind of playful, the playground of possibilities that you're offering up as a practice uh-huh. with these cards, like it's, it's just, it's really powerful. Um, how do yeah. you get your hands on some? I haven't actually gotten some yeah. yet from across the pond. No. Oh, I have pun. a website. You have a it website. Was, <laughs> and it's just com. Got it. I will make sure I put, I yeah, have some awesome be, links. HTTPS, blah, blah, blah. Got it. Playgroundofpossibilities.com. And also on the show notes, I'm going to have some links to your talks. Thank I you. saw, yeah, I'm going to have all the links that you provided there. The talks are great. I just kind of went, she, and she would send me an email like another day. Here's another one. I'm like, oh my goodness. I started looking forward to getting an email from Kay because I knew I'd have something really fun to listen to. So uh-huh. definitely come visit um, playgrounding.com and you will see um, the show notes page there at the top of the homepage. And we will, um, yeah, just come and have some fun listening to Kay's talks, especially the one where you go as a character. And I'm not going to tell oh, them which one. Oh, um, I don't think I sent you that one in the latest email I sent you. Oh, okay. You got the link. I sent it to you before. Yeah, um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, this, love this, it. Was, this was another TEDx talk, a very short one. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no context. No, 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 I won't nope, give away. No context. I, I appreciated that you let me not know what it was. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to get my own deck. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to sign up for the Playgrounding weekly newsletter at playgrounding.com slash newsletter, because not only will you get Playgrounding in your inbox, you'll get links to playful and inspirational articles, which we could all use so much more of in this world right now. And you'll also hear about play workshops and events around the whole globe from the global play community that I have been so enjoying getting to know more of. Um, In fact, this coming Sunday, October 25th, I will be co-facilitating a play workshop, a free one on play and spirituality. So if you're interested in that, get details at playgrounding.com slash events. I hope to see you there. Have a good one.